Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston and Wayne Shepard dive into the topic of your teen and internet safety. Let's hear what they have to say. I mean, that internet world has changed. And it, oh, boy. It is a continual change. We find out new things constantly. And it's it's especially important for families to look at the whole you know, the whole idea and the concept of internet, because it has become a socialization tool mm-hmm. for our kids. And in our attempt to perhaps uh, want to protect our kids and to keep them from being exposed to things, we can become so overprotective <laughs> that we push them to rebellion or we push them to a response where they feel like we just don't understand their need to get on and participate with that. So shutting down the internet in our home is not the answer? Well, that's like turning off the TV and just saying we're getting rid of the TV because there's bad stuff on it. I go, you know, I'd rather teach my kids discernment and help them learn how to to deal in that world that they're having to deal in than to take it away from them. Because I think the response is that a, that a child says, wait a minute, I need to connect with other people. And if this is the way they're connecting... That's how they communicate. That's right. Then, then that's what I need. And if you take it away, your child may become a little deceptive and say, you know what, I'll mm-hmm. find other ways to connect without mom and dad knowing. And, and I tell you, once the seed of deceitfulness gets its foot in the door within your family, I think you begin to see dominoes begin to knock over right and left. And and so it's really important that we address the issue. Mark, as we think about internet safety today, it goes way beyond just putting filters on the internet, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it used to be that, that we were all concerned. How do we just put a filter on there that blocks everything out? You know, that's not the biggest issue now. Yeah. I mean, you know, USA Today reported that 30% of girls have have sexted, I mean they've they've sent something inappropriate either in words or in pictures across the internet. And the amazing thing is, is that is that when you start combining the digital world with this longing for connection that mm-hmm. teens have, I think that kids are not connecting. I think they're communicating a lot, but they're not connecting. So what it's fueling is more of a desire to connect. And so they're going to to greater degrees to make that connection. But you take a digital world with a longing for connection the prevalence and the prominence of of cameras that are out there, the acceptance of projecting seductiveness, Mm -hmm. uh, and the prevalence of projecting what was once inappropriate, now changing. You have a mess on your hand. and parents have got to be involved. That's right. I mean, parents can't sit back and say, my kid's not doing it. When one out of every three households of kids are doing that, somebody goes, well, no, no, no. That means it's the non-Christian kids. I'm going, wait, moms and dads. Wake up. I tell you what, it is your kids that are doing this. And if my child was at that age in high school, I would be alarmed that no matter what I'm doing at home, that my child would have a tendency to do that because it is accepted in culture now by these kids. It's a wrong culture. Hmm. It's a seductive culture that I speak out against and say, we. but we've got to be aware of what is going on and the influence it's having on my child so that I can help build those biblical principles into the life of my child amidst the world that they live in. 
So uh, sorry to say, Mom and Dad, that you've got to become even more watchful and more involved in your kids' lives than ever before. That's right. I mean, as wise as serpents and gentle as doves. I mean so wise that you're looking, but you're not invading privacy all the time. You're not, you're not contradicting trust that you've built up with your child. You know, it, it's kind of like this with young men. If a, if, if a young man has a computer in his room wireless that nobody monitors, I can tell you where that young man is going to go. Now, is it because I don't trust him? It's not because I don't trust him. Even good kids do that. That's right. It's because I know his nature. You know, it's it's like having a little puppy that hasn't been housebroken yet. I know the nature of that dog. (laughs) It's not a matter of trust. I know their nature. And if a young man with all the hormones raging will move to pornography on the Internet, and and I think they do, and I know that they do, then I would just trust that that is something my child will do. And and when they do that and I catch them, look for the opportunity to say, how do I help further biblical principles and morals and standards and, and desires and values and character building opportunities to have a discussion rather than losing trust and pushing my child further away for doing something that comes very normal for him. And, and I, I'm not ever saying that you ought to let a child look at porn or that is a good thing by any means. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying, though, in the world that is available to kids, we've got to pursue it different so we draw kids to us as a point that we can share truth with them rather than pushing them away. And and that's been our tendency. Because we have not known about the Internet, we have more of a tendency of pushing kids away than we do attracting them to us so that we can help them navigate to this uh, this turbulent digital world. So this bids me as, as a dad to be even more diligent about knowing what my kids are doing online. And, and online these days, as you said, includes much more than just uh, surfing the Internet. I mean, That's all, right. the whole digital world. That's right. I mean, I think I just have to understand that these things happen. And so I want to have the conversations early. You know, I want to talk about at a dinner table, you know, when I'm sitting with my daughter, hey, tell me about this thing called sexting. What is it? Have, do you know of kids that are doing that? What do you think about that? Do you think it's appropriate? And, you know, you wait until they ask some questions or you share your opinion. But if you just try to shut that world down and be judgmental of it, you know, your kids will react to you uh, not responding in the best of ways in such a way that they may ignore the truth that you have to share. So so I would say, parents, you've got to be involved, but you've got to be very wise in the way that you approach it so that you don't push your child away. What about the issue of privacy? We, we, we want to teach our teens discernment, as you said, and sometimes, you know, they want their privacy. How, oh, absolutely. How, how do we insert ourselves into that process that so we know what's going absolutely. on? Absolutely. You know, if my child's on Facebook, then I want them to friend me. I want to be a part of that where I can see what they're posting, what other kids are posting. And you know what? I mean, I don't need to, to stalk them. I don't need to become that Internet stalker that's always watching over <laughs> them, but occasionally looking and then just bringing it up in, in discussion. So that means in the world of Facebook that you have an account so that and your kids befriend you 
so you can see what they're doing. That's right. Do you sign on right. as them sometimes to you go uh, that far? You know, I would just sign on as myself. If you're blocked from their page, then you go to yeah. them and say, wait yeah. a minute, the agreement There's that we no have re- within no our home. no call to do that. That's right. Yeah. Up until age 16, we said I would befriend you, you know, or 17 or whatever it is. And, and some people are, are right now going, now, wait a minute, as long as you're in my home, it's going to be this way. And, and I'm all for that, for you establishing rules and, and uh, standards for your home. At the same time, I want you to be wise about the way you approach a child. When a child reaches age 17 and 18, they need more privacy because that is developing independence in them. And if you are violating their privacy constantly, you will push your child away. When you stop and think about parents have always been involved in their teens' lives and making sure they choose the right kinds of friends. Absolutely. It's just that the venue has changed, hasn't it? It's moved, it has. It's moved online now. It, so it has. choosing friends involves who you uh, befriend online. It is. You know, and I, I mean, that becomes their world. And so in some way, I want to say, you know what? I want to have those open discussions. I want to be involved. I want to set some parameters. I want to set some rules for our home. So at age 12, it may be that you cannot have a computer in your room. You know, it may be at this point that parents are beginning to say, you know what, there are computers in my kid's room and you make the rule, you know, we're not going to do that. Or you monitor uh, when the wireless is on and when it's turned off. I mean, these kids get so consumed with connecting. And remember, as much as kids are not connecting today as they used to, they are spending more time trying to connect, which means it goes later into the night. Yeah. Perhaps you turn your wireless off at nine o'clock at night. Oh, okay. That may be a new rule. Never thought you of know, that. And maybe you say, you know what? I, there's not going to be computers in the bedrooms anymore. Why? And you know, I just, I just think mm. it needs to be out here where everybody it's can be see. in the family room. That's right. And you, and you do that in such a way that that helps a child know you are being monitored. At the same time. When they get up around 17 or 18, you've got to start giving them privacy because they're going to have it next year. You're not going to be able to control it. So at that point, you say, you know what? I need to start teaching them discernment rather than always isolating them or overprotecting them. You know, there's also this phenomenon of these sexual predators that are online. They're, they're really trolling for our teens, aren't they? You know, they are. And, and I don't think there's as many as everybody says there are. But I, I want to caution you because I got an email yesterday from a family that said this. My daughter, my 15-year-old daughter told me that she was talking with a man that was 24. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I think that's inappropriate. The mother did some research on this man. He was 50. Oh, boy. And so I go, you know what? It, it's not it's not predominant and that's always out there, but, but I've got to tell you, it is there. And it falls under it, the category of right. becoming wise about this. Right. And yeah. so if a parent comes in saying, I don't, I don't want you to have any privacy on the internet because there's predators there and they'll get you, you know, your child's going to go, now, wait a minute. But I think if you're wise to say that I know that that is there and I just want to watch for it, not accuse my daughter or my son of it, but I want to watch for it. It has a way of of managing the relationship and keeping the relationship, again, so that my child will come to me when they need truth spoken to them and not walk away from me. We used to talk about Internet safety in terms of the computer in the house, and now it's moved on to the cell phone, the smartphone, and so many other devices. This is a full-time job, keeping up with all this. It really is. I mean, but it's their world. I mean, it used to be that it was just all these activities. Now it's more and more activities in this digital age. I mean, kids, kids text nine to 10,000 times a month. Really? And a lot of parents say, you will not text more than 10 times a day. Well, you know what? That's not their world. And somebody will say, well, it's going to be my world. 
if you provoke your child and the seed of deceitfulness gets in because your child is compelled to engage in relationships with other people. You know, I mean, there is a, many times the desire to fit in with peers is greater than the desire to follow what they know to be true and taught by their parents. And if that begins to win out, you'll find that that will begin to spread in other avenues and other areas of the relationship you have with your child. Dads, you love your teens, and you're doing everything to show them. But sometimes, it still doesn't feel like enough. You're busy and short on time, sacrificing a lot as it is, but you still feel like you run out of time for what really matters. A Devotional for Dads is the perfect book to help remind dads of life's biggest priorities and help them show their wives and kids how much they really matter. A Devotional for Dads is full of short, poignant, thought-provoking devotionals that give a biblical perspective of who a dad is supposed to be. It's more than just advice. It's a reminder of just how important dad's role really is and how much he matters. Get your copy of A Devotional for Dads at ParentingTeenResources.org, either for yourself or as a gift for the dad in your life who loves and cherishes his kids. Did you ever think that uh, we, teens wouldn't be interested in email or talking on the telephone? And, and now it's all texting. Oh, it is. I mean, isn't that amazing? I mean, it's. I mean, how quickly you that say, passed. You say email, and kids are going, "Well, I don't. We don't that's even old use fashioned. that." Yeah. I mean, that's like the fax machine and a typewriter to us. But I go, if it is changing, I would be wise to stay on top of it as best I can. So be thoughtful and be watchful. And also, as you said earlier, be wise. Be very it. wise. Yeah. And, and parents, you don't want to start throwing out rules out there that's going to cause your child to react in a negative way. Kids want to connect with one another. We have a tendency to limit that at times. And, and the response that we get because they are in such great need is not real good sometimes. One of the lessons we need to impress on our teens is the fact that whatever's put online is there forever, isn't it? stays it? online. You know, I mean, it, I mean, sadly. And so that's where the sexting issues becomes big. That's where, you know, the, the whole bullying comments, the all those things that we, we see continually now. Everybody's trying to figure out what to do. It's new to everybody. It's been going on for a while and parents haven't picked up on it. But now that we have, we're kind of going, okay, now how do we handle that? You know what? You've got to spend some time thinking about it. You've got to spend some time considering what your child is going through. Be watchful and and truly, as you say, be wise. Mark, any more advice for parents on when to start uh, this this watch care? I mean, even our young children are right. on the internet, and of course, we're watchful there. But uh, when yeah. do you start letting the rope out a little bit? Well, you know what I I think the 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 question that comes up is when do I give my child a cell phone? And I tell parents constantly review that. I mean, because what was inappropriate at one time may be appropriate now because it becomes a way of communicating, and kids want to communicate. Yeah, now, it's a safety issue. Uh, we want to know what our kids, where they are and what's going on. Well, we want to know that, but they also want to have the opportunity to keep up with one another. I mean, sure. there's a lot of parents that say, because my child doesn't have a cell phone, they don't get invited to parties because people don't call anymore, as you said, and they don't email, and so they just text it around to people. It's important that we just remain wise to that. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. 
For more information, visit ParentingTodaysTeens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit HeartlightMinistries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.